Welcome to the Share Life Podcast with Jason Scott Montoya, where we explore stories and systems to live better and work smarter. Welcome to an inspirational people interview on the Share Life Podcast. I'm Jason Scott Montoya, and today I'm here with Ron Medlin. Ron, say hello. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Ron is a fellow internet marketer. Um, we orbited each other's lives uh, for a few years without meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up becoming friends after, uh, you know, Ron had referred a project to me and, and he had kind of gone off in his entrepreneurship journey. And, uh, and we ended up being friends, getting lunch together, hanging out, spending time, having a lot of shared values. But anyways, we've gone on our variety of wild adventures and every once in a while our lives intersect and this is one of those moments. So looking forward to, to Ron sharing his story with us today. So Ron, tell us about who are you and uh, where do you come from? <laughs> who am I and where do I come from? Well, uh, I was born and raised in a tiny town in Mississippi called New Albany, Mississippi. If anybody's ever heard of it, okay. probably not. What's the population of this town? Like 100 uh, people? <laughs> I think when I, no, it's not that small, but um, I think it was like 8,000 when I was growing up. Maybe it's like okay. 10, 12,000 now. And I think it actually got voted one of the nicest little towns in Mississippi. So wow. yeah. it's definitely growing up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from little town to big town. How did that happen? Uh, well, went to Ole Miss, hotty toddy, by the way, if anybody's watching, uh, okay. Rebel fans, <laughs> um, and graduated there in, I think, what is it, 99 now? I'm dating myself, but <laughs> and, uh, but I had a bunch of friends that moved to Atlanta, and um, I, at the time, I was kind of dabbling in day trading, as you know, and um, um, lost a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> trying to do it myself. and. Uh, it's funny, um, and this feels like God's hand. So that like was during the tech boom, on... right? Yeah, yeah. Is that why you lost a lot of money then? Well, or was I unrelated? Just didn't really know what I was doing. Like me yeah. and my dad went to this training course, and um, they just—I don't think they, they knew what they were doing. So they, the yeah. thing that they taught was kind of weird. Um, and it's funny, like, like it's, and I, this is why I think God had some a hand on like me moving to Atlanta. It's like you don't meet a lot of day traders just out and about. Um, maybe you did more at that time, but, uh, I, one of my roommates from college was actually living with the guy in Atlanta that was day trading and I was day trading at the time. And he kind of talked me into coming to Atlanta. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but right around 1999, um, this guy, uh, went crazy and shot a bunch of people at this, um, the trading firm that I was at in, uh, Buckhead. It was before oh, I got wow. there. I didn't know that. My friend, yeah, my friend had gotten shot. Um, oh wow! Sorry to bring it. <laughs> I know that's kind yeah. of a downer, but uh, so ended up moving. Uh, that guy talked me into moving up here and starting to day trade with that firm. So you're like, hey, you want to you want to go to a company that got <laughs> shot up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and I don't think I knew about it till like months later. But yeah. um, it's wild love, about the things that have happened yeah. that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I love that experience. I mean, day trading was some of the most fun years of my life, made a lot of money, didn't have to work that hard. I think I, you know, got to the office at like 8.30 in the morning, traded till like 10 and then left for the day. Maybe I'd come back in the afternoon. Was it your money or someone else's? It was my money. So they had a prop trading firm, if anybody is familiar with that, where they do have traders there that they, um, that they back. 
and then they take a percentage of it and then the trader okay. takes the rest of it. But I was trading my own money. So, okay. but it was, you know, lot did that for almost 10 years, um, had some great mm. years, had some mediocre years, never really lost. Um, and then 2008 hit and it just got way harder to, mm. you know, make money. So I started teaching myself, I got into like MLMs and different try, ways to try to supplement my income. And then yeah. that's kind of how I got into marketing. Um, at the time, there was really no formal education that you could go to for internet marketing, like at a college or anything like that. Yeah. It was like kind of the wild west. You learned everything online. I'm sure we all yeah. followed the same yeah. people. Well, like, I mean, in 2005, I, 2005, six, seven, eight, you know, it was my space and yeah you know uh just building websites i learned uh, i got i kind of learned about a system called mambo that became joomla which is one of the systems i specialize in now that's still around. yeah i remember joomla when you were... <laughs> um, wordpress came around um there was TypePad and other things but um blogger yeah it was do you remember a, whole... a tool called se nuke um i think so i yeah, don't like i don't backlink builder thing yeah yeah there was a yeah. lot of tools uh i mean it, um i can't remember the one i'm thinking of the the old one though it's been around a long time but i can't remember the name but moz was i remember when moz yeah. first came around and uh yeah that was that was an interesting era because i kind of came up in the blogging era right when it, blogging mm -hmm. was becoming the big thing before social media kind of gave everyone a platform you could you could blog and but not everyone would take advantage of that so yeah go on right yeah um so then to, so in 2010 i had you know been teaching myself kind of um, paid search and uh, SEO for a while. Um, and then 2010, I launched my first marketing agency and that was kind of serving local businesses, doing SEO and paid search. Um, and I was using, you know, the gray hat <laughs> kind of <laughs> techniques with that tool I just mentioned, SE Nuke. And uh, it would build all these backlinks. And literally what I would do is um, I would create a spreadsheet. I've gone on Warrior Forum, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. I don't know oh, if it's yeah. still around or not. Yeah. But I found this dude in the Philippines that would be, I'd fill out this form the first week of every month. And then I'd send it to him and he would do all the work for me. And I literally didn't have to do anything but try to get yeah. clients, which was great. So, I, But I was like cold calling and stuff, which is not my you know, strong point, but, you know, it was working. I was, um, you know, hitting mid multi, you know, like 200 K a, a year or something like that. Um, and then 2011 comes around and Google changes their algorithm. I think, I think it's penguin or yeah. Pander, whatever, whatever the one for backlinks was. But anyway, I woke up the next day and all my clients had gone from like one or two Ooh. to completely all out of the search engine. You couldn't even find them. So had to go, you know, tail between my legs and, and reach out panicking? to my Oh, God. I mean, I felt like a, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought I was going to get sued or, you know, uh, okay, I didn't yeah. know. And, you know, I didn't know any better. Everybody was doing it, so I didn't think anything would happen. But anyway, that's when I kind of found HubSpot and became a value-added reseller of HubSpot because, you know, they were kind of doing more legit content creation yeah. for SEO, you know. So what year was um, that that you discovered HubSpot? That was, man, I want to say like maybe 2012, 2013, maybe. Okay. Um, so I did that for a while by myself. Um, and then, you know, we met the guys 98 to go. Yeah. And um, Fred, combined was it Fred that you met or was it someone else you met first? 
Fred and Tom. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't even know. Oh, I know how we met. It was a networking event. And I don't, you remember Day, right? Oh, I, I never met him, but I heard stories. <laughs> oh, I thought you were sitting there. I thought you were at the gym that one time. Was he? I don't know if he was there that time. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe he, he was there and I just forgot. Um, but yeah, maybe I did meet him. I forgot. Gotcha. When well, I did he, CrossFit they, they, and you guys were all like, like climbing on the ceiling and I was like literally <laughs> like dragging myself across the floor. Wheezing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, so they came to a networking event. Day was there. Very charismatic guy, um, but met, um, you know, Tom and, De and Fred and, and Matthew and all those guys. And so we can, you know, kind of partnered up for a while that ended up going kind of south at some point. Um, and so I, then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm tired of being an entrepreneur. This is hard. I don't want to, <laughs> I just want to go work for somebody. So um, got hired as the director of digital marketing for a PR firm here in Atlanta. Hated it. One of the worst experiences. I just, was it the you know, company or just being an employee? You couldn't hand, you couldn't handle it. Being an employee, being stuck yeah. um, to a desk all day, uh, being stuck inside under like, for, not that I'd leave this place that much. Well, it looks like <laughs> you're in a cabin in the woods somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is my house. I've got a nice camera. It makes it look good. Um, so did that uh, for a couple of years. Actually ended up getting fired from that position like the, thanks, the day before Thanksgiving. They called me and okay. said, you know, I'm going to let you go. Wow. So, that so how was, long were you there in total then? I think it was two years. Okay. Almost two years. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, you know, I was relieved slash scared. Um, and this is another one of those instances that just felt kind of, you know, God's head hand on it. Yeah. Literally. I think it was either the day that I got fired or a couple of days after I used to listen to this podcast. Um, God, what was his name? Uh, dang, I can't remember his name. Anyway, it was like one of my favorite pop podcasts, like a marketing podcast. Okay. Um, it's nobody's, he's good friends with that dude. Um, okay. God, what is it? I'll try to think of it, but yeah. Um, not Seth so, Godin, but he didn't have a podcast then. <laughs> no, he's, he was a, he was a Facebook ads guy, but he's now he's okay. kind of transitioned into um, something a little bit more broad. Got it. Um, Ah, I'm gonna, that's gonna It'll come me. to you later and then you could just yeah, figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. It's like whenever so, you like need the name, it's like all of a sudden it leaves you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so it was funny because uh, I don't know if you met this guy back in the day, but a guy named Rob, um, Rob Bailey, who I had met, we had, you know, kind of had several conversations, became friends, and um, he came on this podcast and like out of nowhere, like I would, it wouldn't be somebody that I would even have expected. Not, not that I had been following his career and knew what was going on yeah. with him, but he came on this podcast on a very popular podcast and he was being interviewed and he had started this Facebook ads agency serving fitness studios and he was just crushing it, like absolutely crushing it. So still had his number and everything. I texted him. I was like, Hey dude, I just heard <laughs> you on the podcast um wh what's going on what are you doing over there We're, like hook me up and so well he, he's had this program he gave me a deal on it um and so he, uh he had this event out in san diego so i went out to the event and that was where 
a tool called High Level. I just we were talking about it earlier. It's like a marketing automation slash funnel builder slash Swiss Army knife of marketing yeah. tool. Um, and so they launched at that event, and uh, now they're like a you know got their second funding round of funding for like sixty million dollars. So they're growing like extremely fast. Yeah, and it's an awesome tool for like agencies and and because you can uh, white label it and, and like sell it as your own, so you can become like a SaaS preneur. Yeah, what they call it. yeah. Um, so started a yoga studio agency, service servicing yoga studios, helping them grow their memberships. Uh, obviously, COVID hits a couple of years later. That that agency was also going really well. COVID hit, crushed that because yoga studios just couldn't open and and uh you know they lost all their members and i so you couldn't do you, anything you had another panic moment of oh no what do i do <laughs> another panic moment that was a little bit more serious obviously because of the times you know um yeah with covid coming on i was like dang what like is the world ending like what, yeah. what is gonna happen <laughs> the world has been eddied for the last three years <laughs> yeah so um I had picked up some different skills, learned a lot of things. That's one thing that I'm always like, I'm always learning and trying to, you know, why, why, do you, why are you that way? Why are you uh, an, an ongoing learner? I don't, I really don't know. I like it. I love it. It, it, uh, it drives me. Um, and I just, that I'm, way as a kid. Or did that evolve as you got older? I don't, I mean, not with school. I mean, there was, I don't think there was any, I don't recall any subjects in school that just drove, made me curious and want me Were to Were you like, an opportunistic learner? So I'll give you an example. I, 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 in school, I did the kind of the bare minimum to get like A's and B's. But then I would use my other time to do other things, like figure out how to get around the school um, firewall so we could do things we wanted to do instead of things they didn't want us to do so i learned things um, yeah. i was interested in learning things that helped me get what i wanted <laughs> yeah um i am i mean when i found marketing i think marketing just fascinates me in general um yeah and so i just want to learn every i want to be the best mm -hmm. at the thing that i'm working on um at at any time so i you know, I'm constantly seeing what other people are doing, turn them, like changing them into my own frameworks and then utilizing these, those mm. to, to, you know, get whatever result I'm after. So, uh, and it just, I mean, it's so fast changing now that you, if you're not learning, you're a year behind already, you know, yeah. especially now with like chat GPT and all the AI yeah. stuff. That's coming out. Yeah. It's so fast. I mean, I'm still not on TikTok yet. Um, so I'm like, I'm like a dinosaur right now, but, um, so I have, I have been using chat GPT and, and playing around with it, but, um, yeah, the social media thing, I'm actually, there's a social media site, um, that I love. It's called upcarta.com and it's, um, what is it? it's upcarta.com, U-P-C-A-R-T-A.com. And, um, what I love, one, I mean, I love it for a lot of reasons, but I am a content cre I'm a content collector and sharer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it lets me say it's content oriented. So on social media, it's post driven. So you post something and then people interact, but here, it, um, there are like little conversations around pieces of content. So if I have a podcast, I listen to that piece of content has one link and everyone else shares that link. And so they can have the conversation or post about it or make recommendations or interact, but it's around the pieces of content. 
which is more how I tend to operate. Um, and so it's, it's like my, it's my, my, uh, if we talk about the Titanic, if, if Twitter is the Titanic and it hit the iceberg and it's now sinking up, Carta is my, uh, is my little safety boat. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I've got connected like to the founders in a way, sort of, but more, like. more organized and better, gotcha. better systems. Um, and it's, I'm actually, uh, you can create collections of stuff. There's a tool I used to use called snip.it snippet. And mm-hmm. I ended up getting sold to Yahoo and then Yahoo shut it down. But it was like the perfect tool for, it was the same kind of tool. And right. I, I, that was like 12 years ago and I've been looking for a replacement and I finally found it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like bookmarking tools, which I haven't even thought about in years. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But it's socially yeah. communally oriented. And then it's, it has a safe for later system. So all the articles, YouTube videos, podcasts I want to listen to or watch or read later. Mm-hmm. I save it. So it's got like a clipper. I save it and then go read my stuff, you know, later and organize it. And then, just, and then when I organize into collections, I can go to you and say, Hey, here's all like, for example, you mentioned community. I've got a collection about the future of what community looks like in the digital era era. Mm-hmm. So I can now send you this link and you get all these great resources and I, I don't have to do anything because it's all organized already. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I just wrote it down. So check yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's my little commercial for you guys. up there. <laughs> Oh, they're in, they're an affiliate. They're a, uh, <laughs> well, I just uh, love what they're doing. So it's like anything I can do, but I've gotten to know the founders and, and I just, they take my ideas and they like implement some of them. And so I'm like, oh, very nice. grateful. so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought about that podcast, Rick Mulready. If you remember, oh, okay. if you ever, I do not know that Rick, yeah. Mul- how do you say his last name? Mulready. Mulready. Rick Mulready. I have not heard yeah. of him. Okay. Check it out. I haven't listened to it in years, uh, so I think it's changed a little bit. But okay. anyway, but he's still around. Uh, yeah, he's. I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's see. So I started my yoga studio. That okay. So I learned a bunch of skills, and um, that's kind of why where we took the detour a little bit. Um, so now, did you? Well, just sorry to derail you once again, but no, no, I'm totally. Um, do you do you have an affinity towards uh, ad, search ads versus SEO or or Social media versus search. Social ads. media. So my pro, I have a coaching program where we teach um, basically coaches, other coaches, uh, how to use Facebook groups to build six-figure businesses. So mm. mostly just Facebook, but I love YouTube too. I have a YouTube channel. Mm. And who, who's your target? Because you know, coaches. But like, like, what type of? Does it matter what type of coach? Like a business coach or a relationship coach or? Um, I would say the ones that are probably would get the best result are like business coaches, like people that teach other people different marketing <laughs> solutions okay. or yeah, offer different done for you service. Agencies could be one. Um, okay. It's really anybody that's uh, like if you serve somebody that is consuming content on Facebook, mostly specifically, like your audience is on Facebook and they're searching for consuming content to help them, you know, solve a problem essentially. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. If any listeners, if you have any ideas, send them. Yeah, your, your old freelancers would have worked really yeah, well yeah. for this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, go back to your story. Okay. Specialty, so, vocation. Yeah. So part of what I um, did to get clients with my yoga studio agency was, so I'd gotten really good at high level, which is the tool we were talking about. Mm. Um, and it was growing so fast that a lot of people were just like, I, and I kind of, I had a YouTube channel. So I was like oh, wow. creating content around high level. 
So a lot of people and with high level, one of the cool things that you can do with it is you can create what it's called a snapshot, which is a clone of an account. So all the funnels that you mm. have in there, oh, all wow. the email sequences, all the automations, all that stuff, I can clone it. And then I can give you a link and it can push into your account and you've got everything oh, cool. set up for you. So I started yeah. building these out for different industries and then selling them through YouTube. And I've got like, <laughs> I've got like one video that I probably did 17 months ago. And I've probably made multiple five figures from it. Wow. That, just, just that one. Just selling just that, that making, template. Yeah, just making that one video, which is awesome. I mean, YouTube's fantastic for like evergreen uh, sales yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. I've gotten good, really good at high level. Um, we had gotten a system down for hiring virtual assistants to do DM outreach. So reaching out to people in Messenger. Yeah. Um, and we had kind of started providing that service. I'll, I'll at first. It was kind of <laughs> not great, but we, like, again, <laughs> I try to be the best at whatever we do. So we improved those, um, those systems, the processes, the training, everything like that, and got really much better at it. I'm, I'm proud of what we have now That's cool. in place. And then throughout that time, um, I had bought a, cause I'm not, I don't consider myself a great salesperson. I can sell because I know my product, but I'm not, you know. Which is ironic because like you literally have been doing sales your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, you know, I'm not Grant Cardone. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I can't sell anybody anything. You I'm just, just have a different uh, style though, I think. Right. right. Yeah. A different um, model. But I wanted to get better at sales. So I joined this mastermind by these guys, um, Chris uh, Baden and Sean Malone. They, um, and in the background, they were working on this DM outreach tool that's now, um, you know, live and been around for a while. Um, it's called Flowchat. And I was training virtual assistants to do DM outreach. And I had this relationship with these guys. So I was like, hey, why don't I just train virtual, recruit and train virtual assistants to specifically use the Flowchat software? Because the way that Flowchat works is if you're a business owner, you don't want to be doing the dm outreach you really need to offload that and have somebody yeah. else doing it and so we were training virtual assistants and they would just bring, bring us um bring us clients and we would set them up with virtual assistants and what year was that still go i mean when did it start? Uh, you know it, yeah so i would say maybe 2021 maybe okay. yeah um and then so that was that still that was and still is a, a big part of our business. And then, you know, I started to see that cold outreach, which is just reaching out to people in the DMs and what I call pitch slapping them. Yeah. Uh, so just <laughs> sending your pitch to people that have never talked to you before yeah, uh, and expecting people to book a call with you. I, I just saw that to kind of start going, not working as well because everybody was starting to do it and it was starting to, um become saturated that's that technique so and i knew just from like you know watching gary v and all these other people that you really needed to add content and build an audience that way because it, again it builds no like and trust so that people can see that they determine whether they like your style your personality and to see whether you are actually know what you're doing and you have expertise in what you're, you're pitching or whatever yeah and so that combination with the DM outreach um, and the Facebook group, which is kind of a, a not only a way to generate leads, but also to nurture those leads yeah. on a platform where 
which is the biggest plat, you know, social media platform in the world. So I kind of figured all that mix together and created a coaching offer around it. And so that's what we're, and also I can offer software like high level and yeah. I white label flow chat as well. So, okay. And just came together really nicely and that's what we're doing now. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. So <laughs> if you kind of were to rewind back through your story, like what are the, what are some of the, the kind of the major lessons you learned along the way and these sort of panic moments and, pivot moments and uh transition yeah. moments yeah well um one is that n you never <laughs> never get comfortable because the second you think things are are great and everything's fixed is when you know the shit hits the fan <laughs> excuse my language and uh <laughs> You know, I'm not out there expecting it, but I'm I'm ready for it. Also, the skills that I learned throughout my career can help. First of all, will help you in the future to, you know, marketing. Now that I know how to market better, because I sucked it as a marketer when I was first learning everything, but I've been in it now for 13 years, I guess. So I've become a much better marketer. And when you are a good marketer, I feel like you can really and you understand how to create offers you understand how you know what the audit what the your audience wants that kind of thing um i think you can continue to make a, a living online these days yeah there's lots of opportunity for it what would you say to someone who wants is just getting started like how to how to explore that opportunity or get or to find a way to get started yeah so um so one of the things is that I did when I kind of created my most recent offer is I have this like chart on the, you know, on the vertical axis. It's like, um, uh, career experiences. How's it set up? Career experiences and then impact or, mm. or something like that. Anyway, I started just listing out all the things that I had done throughout my career. And then I started to see like a pattern of, Hmm. of things that kind of fit together and yeah. that I was good at. And one thing I will tell you is I didn't mention this, but I've tried to start, start multiple other businesses throughout that entire yeah. process. I started a, I don't know if you remember this, but I started a e-commerce store selling supplements. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> and, I vaguely remember something. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I went deep on this. I had the whole, yeah. you know, I have, you like, kind of trying I to still have like, I still have like yeah. 2000 bottles in the closet. Oh, in there. you never sold them. <laughs> yeah. So if you want some, you let me know. <laughs> um, but well, just, I do, I, I do need a, a glucosamine chondroitin. So if you have any of that, that's oh, for don't my, have that. my <laughs> neck discs to get healthier. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I have some herniated um, discs. So. Oh, dang, man. <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, don't like stick with what you're good at. Really, I mean, I think people try to go into these different directions and you know fit a square in a circle hole or whatever that phrase yeah. is uh and it just and if it feels like it doesn't align, it's probably gonna be really hard to yeah start a business in it, you know well, I liked um, your idea of writing it out and looking for the patterns um and I think I, the thing I would encourage people to is also like let it let it unfold organically in the sense that 
get if you can get like a larger net and then you can close that net in onto the mm-hmm. focus more and more like if i look at where i started freelancing and where i am now i'm like it, I, my focus is is much more narrow and um and then that lets me deepen my expertise in that narrow focus and then i can keep going and keep going with that narrow yeah so i like that idea also a couple other things is where do you have knowledge where's your network because you know, if you have a good network in a certain industry or whatever you're going into, it's going to be much easier for you to potentially get clients from it. Mm. Is your audience, can you find them somewhere online? Yeah. Um, and do they now, have the to money? Talk to about that one because that's a hard one. Or not, um, not even necessarily online, but somewhere okay. where you can get in. Front of but even anywhere, like I'll give you an example. So Path of the Freelancer. Uh, we had, we've discussed this before. Like freelancers are everywhere, but they're nowhere. <laughs> So um, it it was it's been difficult to uh, to figure out how to to reach them because they're so fragmented. Now that's not mm-hmm. the case with everyone. Uh, I'm in a Slack group that's with a bunch of writers. Something sometimes for some reason writers tend tend to group together. <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting dynamic, and it's it, I think it's a lot harder for certain targets than it is others. Yeah, I would think freelancers would be on definitely on YouTube searching for stuff. Um, probably on Facebook and Facebook groups, um, you know, trying yeah. to learn how to be a freelancer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are my kind of go-to. So I always yeah, kind of yeah. default to those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I forgot what I was, we were talking about. Anyway. Um, I was, you were talking about um, your chart, you know, a hierarchy of, of, oh, yeah. of, of focus and, and then kind of spiraling off of that. And then also, can they pay for your product or service? That's important. In terms too. of, do they have types of money that could afford it? Mm-hmm. Or enough of them? There's enough of an yeah. audience. Yeah. So does that mean um, um, you prefer, or is that is that more viable with B two B than it is with B two C, or is it not that clear cut? Um, you talking about to be able to no. Because a B two B is usually I mean, going to have a higher price point, higher profit margin than B two C. Now that's not always the case, but right. Well, I mean, I guess you would consider me a you know I'm selling mostly to individuals, but I guess okay. they're businesses technically. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but even uh, just small businesses or in yeah entrepreneurs. Yeah, right. Entrepreneurs really coaches. Yeah. yeah. So what do you when you think about living better? What does that mean to you? Um, well, enjoy, like, I think it's important to enjoy what you do. And I, I know that can't always be the case when, you know, you have a family to support and you gotta have a job and, and, and that kind of thing. But to me, it's extremely important to enjoy what I do, or I would just not be happy. Um, yeah. also, which is, you know, we are experienced I, as that employee, right? Is that kind of, yeah, the, yeah. Example? <laughs> I, I, man. You can't imagine spending 25 I mean, years. Would you rather, I guess you tell us, is it better to work for someone making money or to do something you love and maybe struggle? Like if you kind of have, uh, I, I think the latter, but I don't have any responsibilities. Like yeah. I don't have a wife, I don't have kids. So, yeah. you know, you got to do You're what you got to do. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to do what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, I, I think also it just keeps me motivated and, and moving forward and growing as a person to be able to do that. I think entrepreneurship really 
fosters that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, and then the other thing, you, oh, uh, obviously, you know, fitness has always been a big part of my life. I don't think I could live without, mm. you know, it's a good stress reliever. It, it keeps me. Yeah. And by the way, good. for those that don't know, Ron can like literally like hold his body up with his left finger. That's how strong he is. <laughs> I don't think I can do that anymore. That was probably 15 years ago. Or um, so, and then just having a work like life balance, you know, I try to cut my days off at, you know, 6 p.m. Okay. Sometimes it goes a little bit later than that. Well, but talk, at least talk about that. Because we're in a society that wants to work every day all the time. Um, and we kind of look up to Elon Musk as like, look at him. He's working all the time and he's going to the moon. But I think there's something <laughs> wrong with that. So tell us about that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I do prescribe to the fact that you've got to work hard in this, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're not, it's not going to, it's not going to come overnight. It's not going to be, a, you know, a uh, make money fast type thing. You got to, you got to work your ass off. You know, I've yeah. been doing this for a long time. Um, but I have, I, plus I only have the energy these days at 46 mm. years old to be really, you know, most of my creative work is I got to do it in the morning past noon. I'm, you're done. It's all like, you know, it's all, uh, op operations and that kind of thing. So you're, you're facing um, the limitations, uh, more, more explicitly than when you were younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> for sure. What do you, how do you know? So I am, I'll be 39 this year. I think. Dang, yeah. <laughs> youngster. So, how old are you? Youngster. 46, just turned 46. 46. Yeah. So, I got um, a few years left and then it's downhill from there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's what I would say is just, you know, work-life balance. Um, try to find something uh, that make, that you enjoy in what you do. I, I'm, I love, love what I do, so that's good. Um, and I forgot what else I said. Yeah. Well, so you now also let's... forget more things when you're 46. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to write it down. Um, <laughs> so what does it mean to work smarter then? Well, I'm a huge, uh, automation nerd, uh, just like you, I know you are. Um, I also, you know, every time I do something, I try to create an SOP around it so I can either automate it or delegate it. Um, mm. you know, we, one of the things we do is we uh, recruit and train virtual assistants. So um, I want to be just doing strategy, creating content. Uh, you know, I'm not there yet, but I've got a lot of stuff that's automated, which is awesome, uh, which I'm, you know, I think that that is ultimately what you need to do is do something once, try to map it out every single step so you can hand it off or, figure out how you can automate pieces of it. And then that's yeah. ultimately how you're going to end up saving yourself tons of time. Yeah. And do you know what your uh, big five personality or Myers-Briggs is? I don't. Oh, okay. Or any if other personality guess, test? I was just curious what you, your personality was. If you had to guess, what do you think it would be? Because I, I don't even know what they are. <sighs> Man. Well, extroversion or introversion would be the oh, first. Oh, definitely one. introverted. Um. Agreeable or disagreeable? 
probably disagreeable. <laughs> okay, so maybe in the middle, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> you're not wanting to disagree with me, so that might be agreeable. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, what are the other ones? Uh, neurotic. Do you are you do you, when you face like difficult panic moments? Do you have a, a hard time with the emotions or no? That? I don't think are you so. kind of more easygoing. I'm, in that I'm pretty. I'm pretty. You know, I don't get too excited. I don't get too down. Okay. I'm just kind of like more even kill. Um, yeah. Openness. Are you open to ideas or more closed minded yeah. about? Okay. I think I'm open to idea. Yeah, and then although I think I'm right most of the time, so I don't know. <laughs> well, as we all are, but uh, <laughs> but I think is is entrepreneur uh, as entrepreneurially neurally as you are, um, I imagine you have to be more openness. Um, and then the other is uh, con- conscientious, um, which would be like someone who takes responsibility um, versus sort of someone that's less responsible, self aware. No, res- <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, so, well, I'll just read the, um, efficient, organized versus extravagant or careless would be sort of the two extremes of conscientiousness. I'm efficient, but careless. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would figure you're kind of, your conscientiousness is probably, cause it's at a score of a percentile of a hundred, but you might be more in the middle, um, which is, uh, you know, um, people that are highly conscientious tend to be the managers, like the people who maintain it. And okay, then entrepreneurs I mean, tend to be lower on conscientiousness and they tend to delegate it. So, yeah, I just take action be, and then see if it works. And then I probably screw a lot of things up and then I, <laughs> I can get it right. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you would say on working smarter? Um, well, I would say, uh, and I'm not good at this, but um, like m- like blocking off, calendar blocking, mm-hmm. and then I personally need to do all my creative stuff in the morning. So, yeah. you know, I think probably most people would probably be like that just because yeah. you kind of get lethargic in the afternoon. Um, so that's kind of like do all your creative stuff in the morning. And then make sure that you block it, like literally block it off on the calendar. Be very specific what that block is about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about mentoring? How has mentoring had a role in your life, both as the mentor and the mentee? Well, I wouldn't say, and I was thinking about this because you sent me your questions, but um, I wouldn't say I've ever had a like a direct mentor. And I think I I wish I would have, but I've bought like uh, like college tuitions amount <laughs> of, of courses and coaching programs and i do firmly believe that when you find the right program it's about as good an investment as you can make in your mm-hmm. business and in your you know if you're doing something to to help with your you know life because the just the return on the investments you know yeah exponential well, I, really yeah i when you say that it makes me think of um when uh, a system i stumbled across actually someone told me about it called win without pitching by blair and mm-hmm. and um i had kind of been facing the very problem that he is solving i had gone through it and it was sort of like trapped but i had no way out i just didn't know a way out uh-huh. and so when this person tells me about it i was primed because it was like that was exact i needed a way out of this broken system 
and this was the the doorway open and i walked right through it read the book and like changed everything <laughs> yeah yeah and it probably had a huge impact on you know how much money you made and all yeah. that stuff yeah simplified things and focused and and effective and um yeah, yeah it was it was a uh, and i've had different things like that but that was one of the most profound ones i can think of mm -hmm. so but there's definitely, if you get the wrong, you spend the money on the wrong one, it's, you know, it can definitely be disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how do you figure out if it's the right one or wrong one before you buy it? What's your advice there? Um, there's a, I don't know who coined this phrase, but I call it, I think it's called like in time learning. Mm -hmm. And so what is the bottleneck that you're trying to fix right that or there in your business and then go find the best person out there on the market? to fix mm. that bottleneck yeah cool i now, like that idea sometimes there's a lot of people that kind of are really good at marketing and so maybe their actual fulfillment or their products not that great so yeah sometimes that can be difficult but yeah. you know do your best to, to figure out what that bottle some and a lot of times i've just had the shiny ball syndrome and ended up buying something i really didn't need yeah. at the moment yeah oh that looks good um yeah i have, so a, I have a client and he thing. says his uh when he gets anxiety he um he wants to buy, he wants to hire freelancers. That's kind of his way of time. You know, we all have our, when we're feel out of control, we all have our way of sort of handling that. And that was yeah. one of his is like, I hire people <laughs> uh, or agencies or, or freelancers. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I yeah, that's, I'll have to think about this some more, but um, I think a lot of times, just knowing what to look for is is the thing we need like once we know mm -hmm. it then it's like now we start to see it everywhere it seems like right so because you, you know there's certain there's certain at times if we're talking about business there's certain constraints in your business or bottlenecks that you know maybe you don't necessarily know how to fix so yeah. you're gonna have to seek outside training or whatever and the thing about hiring a coach or a course creators it shrinks the time right so you could go out and you could probably figure it out by watching a bunch of youtube videos and all that stuff but hiring the right person can shrink that mm -hmm. that time period of, of learning and and you know accelerate the results faster yeah yeah there's an organization called the leaders lyceum and um they were both they were a client of mine and i've interviewed keith who's the co one of the founders um on my podcast and um, i also went through their program and one of their value propositions is just exactly what you're saying. It's like, um, essentially their program, um, what, what the type of, it's a leadership development character and maturity grow, growth, mm -hmm. and it's empirically based. It's based on, on how humans actually, adults actually develop. And, um, what normally, what an adult normally does in six years, their program helps you do it in six months. Yep. So that's a pretty huge huge win right <laughs> if yeah, you go through that program right. and you get that and that's i think what you're saying is it, as you can do the six year the six year journey or the six uh six yeah you want plan. the six year plan or the six month plan yeah and that's why you pay a lot of money to probably be in that program yeah. you know exactly um how have stories impacted you real or fictional narratives stories uh parables movies books uh, how have they shaped you as a person or which stories have shaped you as a person that's a that's a that's a good question it's a hard question for me um so obviously i'm christian like i like you um so obviously the bible has been a, a big 
uh, it made a big impact on me personally. You know, I'm trying to, I'm actually reading the, um, just the New Testament and just focusing on, you know, what Jesus says and, and just really zooming in on that and trying to really think it through, like what he's trying to say. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, I love movies, so <laughs> uh, I don't know any specific to, um, you know, talk What's, about. What are some of the movies you watch over and over again? Well, this is going to sound bad as a Christian, but Pulp Fiction is like my, okay. one of my favorite yeah. movies. So. <laughs> yeah. What is it about uh, it, though, that is compelling for you? Um, well, I think all Quentin Tarantino's movies have great dialogue. Um, so, you know, it's funny. It's uh, it's uh, action packed. It's the stories kind of like I, I, some of the, I, I do find myself liking these movies that have like different storylines going on. Oh, and then they come together at the end or whatever. Yeah. Kind of converge. Crossover. Yeah. Um, I mean, Forrest Gump. I've watched that one over and over again. Yeah. I think it's just entertaining. A great movie. Um, what else? Have you, have you watched Cobra Kai? Yeah, I do watch Cobra Kai. Okay. And do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, you, it's, you cheesy. it's cheesy yeah. as hell, but it's good. But it works. Know. They made it, they it figured out work. how to do it. it and uh, But the dialogue, you, you mentioned you love dialogue and the dialogue in that is just amazing. It's like, I could frame, <laughs> I could write those lines and frame them on my wall. They're just so good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what about Succession? Have you watched that? That's another good. I, I have not. Uh, I've heard a lot about it, but I've, I have not seen it. That's one of the, probably the best written shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think about stories day to day or is it more of just an entertainment thing for you or? Well, so, um, so I, like, as you kind of learn or as I've learned marketing, I've always been this ta- more tactical person. Yeah. Um, as opposed to kind of the art or the, um, you know, the, the, the persuasion part of marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been a tactical, that's why I like automation and, and all that kind of stuff. But the more and more I follow, um, the, you know, the masters that just absolutely crush it in their industry, they're storytellers, right? So, um, you know, all of their marketing is like hook story, mm-hmm. like Russell Brunson's framework, hook story offer hook story offer. So it hooks you in, tells you a story and then makes you makes an offer to you. So more and more, um, it's a skill that I want to, uh, learn. I don't think I'm a very good storyteller, uh, mm. at this point. Um, I definitely think it's a acquired skill or some people are just natural at it. Um, but I do think it's extremely important part of, you know, marketing and persuasion for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about systems? How do you think about and utilize systems? Well, you know, like, like I've been saying, I'm a huge nerd. Um, so you're a big Airtable guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, Airtable I... is my best friend. Okay. Well, I use <laughs> ClickUp, so it's somewhat okay. similar, but I think uh, so. A lot of people use uh, Airtable, um, which I'm. I don't. It's it's a little bit harder for me to figure that one out than ClickUp for some it's reason. It's more customizable, but it, if you don't know what you want to make, then a system that has more structure in it is usually easier than Airtable. Yeah. So. So, I love systems. Like, uh, so kind of the way that I have my marketing systems, I have my sales systems, and then I have my fulfillment systems. So, the marketing system is kind of 
my the the tool Flowchat. So we're doing a lot of DM outreach. We're managing kind of those conversations and promoting content there. Kind of our sales and marketing system is high level, which is, you know, it's a marketing automation tool where you can send text and email. There's funnels in there. And then when somebody closes, we send them into our fulfillment system, which is like ClickUp, where we kind of okay. manage to, mm. them going through our program and everything like that. Um, yeah. And then also like Slack for communication. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, you know, I've come up with SOPs and uh, connecting all those two tools together to make it kind of flow, you know, seamlessly from when you generate a lead to when they purchase to when they, you know, were helping fulfill the, the, the what were, what they brought uh, that paid us for, you know? Yeah. When does a system become tyrannical? Um, well, I would say, and I'm not very good at this, is um, documenting your systems is probably pretty important because <laughs> if somebody, like if I was ever wanting to sell my business or something, I couldn't, I pr it'd probably be difficult for it right now because I'd have to figure out how to tell somebody where everything is. Mm. So uh, documenting your systems and like how everything's connected and, and I think that's important. I don't really know how to do that necessarily. I don't, do you document your the stuff that you build? Um. Well, I mean, sort of, but part of that is because it's part of my message. So like I wrote Path of Freelancer, which is essentially like a blueprint. <laughs> um, right. And um, and I have the Airtable and people can download the, the freelancing mm -hmm. template and I've got some documentation that goes with it. Um, but if, but I, you know, I blog and post, you know, checklists and different things. Um, so I kind of kill lots of birds with a few stones, but that's why I do it because I've integrated the dynamic of doing it into my workflows mm -hmm. and the clients, you know, I do a lot of training with clients, so it right. might, might make sense to it. But, um, um, and I even have an air table for like our family, you know, <laughs> for certain things to keep, keep things <laughs> organized. Um, but I don't know that Kate, my wife could, she would, uh, she knows it enough to kind of figure it out, but she, you know, if I got hit by a bus or run over by a, Lamborghini, then, um, you know, there's definitely not enough documentation to, to help her like fully understand it all. But, um, right. but I think part of it gets to what's, what's, what's like, I'll give you an example. When I had my marketing company, I was really good at building these systems and documenting them, but like way ahead of myself. So I'm like thinking, okay, in three years, this is the system we need. And so I build it and document it. It's like, okay, this is impractical. Um, so I think yeah. there is a, a relevance factor we have to keep in mind is like well there has to be a purpose for that documentation and right so now i've built you, a lot of stuff that i don't ever use so that's for sure yeah um what else about systems how do you use it in your personal life or do you um i do not <laughs> i'm the most unorganized person there is in my personal life well do you have an <laughs> alarm clock that's a system uh yes i do on my phone <laughs> okay well, how do you end yeah. your day at six? Do you just, do you have an alarm, or you just see the time and you do it, or? Um, well, just naturally. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't take any calls after six, um, and I'm usually just so tired at that point that I just all right, it's time to yeah. get on the couch and relax and turn on a show or something. And then turn what about the CrossFit? Is that what is that a schedule that you follow for that? Or is it... uh, I do that. I try to do that. Um, so I wake up at five thirty, and there's a six o'clock class. So I go to that six o'clock class. Okay. get that over with. It makes me feel good for the. If you didn't have year. the class, would you go on your own? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I went okay. to Snap Fitness, which is just like a 24-hour gym for a while. But that's kind of why I joined this because I would, I'd been doing that for like two years and I was just getting not motivated, you know, because mm -hmm. I was just lifting weights and it gets kind of boring. It's the same thing every time. So, yeah. But so uh, the class is, a, it sounds like it's a little bit of a system to help you keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be doing it more in your personal life than you realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Now, do you work on the weekends or do you, uh, or do you um, cut off? I don't work on, or I, I, I try to be very um, disciplined around not working on Sundays um, just for the Sabbath, but um, sometimes <clears throat> I find myself doing stuff. If I've got like a deadline or something I need to hit. Uh, Saturday mornings, a lot of time I'll do, uh, if I'm, I need, that's the time that I kind of set for creating, uh, my course content or doing kind of operational stuff. Okay. Um, Working on just the like the morning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, um, what about, uh, like life outside of work? Um, well, uh, I, I'm, uh, obviously I like to, um, I like camping. Me and some of my friends were section hiking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, wow. Um, where I'm actually going camping this weekend, starting tomorrow. Okay. So I'm heading out tomorrow to camp out with some friends. Ole Miss football, obviously. Yeah. Okay. What's, um, what do you like about camping? Is it the socialization or is it the camping itself or is it being outside in the wilderness? Uh, there's something nature? about just sitting out in nature, you know, clear sky, sitting by the fire, just, you know, telling stories, talk, yeah. you know, laughing. So I just love it. I don't know. It's yeah. Awesome. Did you do that as a kid or is that something you developed as an adult? I didn't do a ton of, I think we, you know, every now and then, but, um, I don't recall doing it like a ton at all. Yeah. Um, I do, I get, I do have to run like three minutes. Oh yeah. We got, it. all right. Well wrap us up. Any, uh, <laughs> anything else you want to say? Um, and, uh, how can people connect with you? Um, what would I say? Um, gosh, man, I should have thought about this a little harder. <laughs> any, uh, any, any closing wisdom? I would say the biggest, if you're trying, like, if we're talking about like starting a business or, or really anything, if, if set yourself a goal and just take small, small steps of action. I really do that think that God has somehow set this universe up in a way that um, he rewards people that take action over a long period of time and don't give up. Consistency, like I think yeah. that if you just look at anybody successful out there, that's like super successful. They, they spent years and years not doing, not barely getting by until yeah. they just, you know, finally it hit something hit. Mm -hmm. So I think the world for whatever reason, um, maybe it's to teach, you know, um, patience and, and, uh, resilience, but I do think the world is set up in that way. I think people just end up giving up because they, for whatever reasons, you know, yeah. pressures from home or whatever. So I would say don't give up and create, set a goal for yourself and just keep taking and don't make it a, you know, you eat, what's the saying you eat, uh, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think people try to take on too much. And I'm just like, okay, what's the first step I got to do? Let's knock that out. Okay. Yeah. What's the next step? Let's knock that out. Cool. So how can, how can you, you find me? 
Yeah. Right. And where, where are they, what's your website, your social media? Where you at? Yeah. So my Facebook group is called FB appointments and profits. Um, okay. you can, the, the link is go high ticket now.com forward slash group. And, okay. uh, Come join the group. We have trainings there every week and uh, a lot of other free resources and uh, probably end up DMing you so we can uh, meet each other in the DMs. Cool. Well, I'll put a link in the notes and uh, people can check that out. Ron Medlin, cool, thank you so much for sharing your life with us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Share Life. For additional stories and systems to live better and work smarter, visit jasonscottmontoya.com. That's jasonscottmontoya.com. We look forward to having you listen in on the next episode of Share Life.